two, one. Hello. Good evening. Hey. This is the special late night edition of Minor Deets with Chimp and <laughs> Minor Deets. Cabbage Patch Kids Marcus. Cabbage Patch. There we go. Patching them cabbages since 1992. 92. Yeah. 92. That's the year I was born. Pretty good guess. Yep. Yep. Good guess. Yes. We're doing two episodes tonight because we're feeling kind of right. crazy. That's two, right? In Spanish, dos. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. So what do you want to talk about? Oh, I wanted to talk about Elden Ring. Elden Ring. You heard of Elden Ring? Yeah, somebody was like, oh, this is why um, they're pushing back Breath of the Wild too, because Elden Ring is doing so good. <laughs> like, let's make sure we don't, we don't fuck this one up. Oh, shit. Really? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> you see, I didn't even funny. know that game was delayed. I mean, yes. I like Breath of the Wild. Yeah. See, this is what I think, though, um, about that game. First of all, I feel like Miyazaki saw Breath of the Wild, like, you know, was played it or like seen it or something was like, that's the next step or something. Because I'm yeah, telling exactly. you, this is really, like, it's the open-world Dark Souls. And it's, like, the cool parallels between the two games. Because Breath of the Wild is, like, the first open-world, like, real open-world Zelda game, right? Like, you could argue um, Wind Waker, right? It's probably, like, the first one or something. But open it was sea. still, like, it still had, like, a very linear path while breath of the wild you could literally just run to Ganon at the beginning which again the best thing about these games is that it's player choice it's the player choice to just go run at Ganon it's player choice to just start the hard areas of this game of Elden Ring and that's what I love about these these two games they're very similar believe it or not in my opinion it actually reminds me of um the Xeno blade series because as you walk around this open world there's all sorts of um bad guys like level five level 10 and then there's like this level 70s and 90s and like you learn quick to like let me not go into that area because you have like a level 100 freaking flying thing that's gonna kill me in one shot so that's that's what that reminds me of yeah that's more that's more of a rpg formula you know because like you got like the animals like the you got a lot of enemies around, I would imagine, like a lot of low level enemies in some areas, a lot of big enemies in one areas. Elden Ring does something like that, but it can but again it's it's like a mixture of like gameplay and like the story, right? Of the greater lore. Because these enemies are here for a reason, right? They're like either patrolling something, so it's like a small group of enemies. And again, there are levels in Elden Ring. But it's kind of like vague, right? Like there's no like uh, level above the enemy's heads or whatever while you're Roman. They're just Roman. They're just part of the area, right? Gotcha. Which also I like about um, Breath of the Wild. Although when you ran into like a group of orcs or whatever they were called, like. You talking about the color? The color? Really? Yeah, when they're gray, they're stronger. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was really, that's that's a cool little insight. It's very simple, but makes a big difference in a game, obviously. Because they're covered in the ashes of your enemies. But what I like about both games is that they, you would find the enemies, like, with their guard down. Or, like, they're not always, like, on guard or stuff, right? Maybe oh, during no. the day, they, they're, like, trying to, like, scout an area with the small little encampment areas in Zelda. Mm-hmm. 
Elden Ring does something similar, but it's akin to little medieval camps, right? So think of the little gatherings of the orcs, but in Elden Ring, it's like medieval knight-looking guys, and they'll try to hide certain enemies, and that's my favorite thing so far is that uh, while playing the game is that the game is constantly surprising me with either finding areas or fighting enemies and even some pathing stuff which is very classic Dark Souls uh, in the sense of going the unbeaten path and it may be harder but you'll find something rewarding from it which that's the stuff I really like is if you have a keen eye in certain games it rewards you yeah I'm the kind of person who explores like it's mostly RPGs, I guess, but like it's like okay, I know what 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 path the game wants me to take, but let me go every single other place first to see if I could find a secret or something. Yeah, this and is one time that actually messed me up in Tales of Symphonia. I went oh, to a I world love that game. I went to a world I wasn't supposed section of the game I wasn't supposed to, and I like I activated some part of the game and they didn't let me to go back, and I completely fucked up my save <laughs> oh shit you like soft lock yourself essentially basically it was such a good game but i never finished it uh i uh i played that a while ago that was on gamecube right right and re-release on the wii i'm pretty sure i, I'm pretty sure I have if it. i remember correctly that also had like four disc or like two two, two, two. or yeah okay i'm a red thinking disc and a blue disc. it was very but again, weird but again yeah. they had smaller discs so it's probably really a, a one and a half disc regular disc yeah yeah exactly or a one disc it still a, did pretty good though for a system such a stupid thing for nintendo to do like we don't want people to copy our game so we're gonna do like these small cds like people are gonna do that shit anyway man yeah like, like especially <sighs> cds you could just save that on like a special disc reader of some kind i know but anyway back to the main point Back to the main point. Um, Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild, again, they share very similar gameplay features. And for instance, in Breath of the Wild, one of the coolest things are the little shrines, right? Like with the little dungeon stuff and the little puzzles and whatnot. Elden Ring has something exactly like that. Cool. But what I like about um, the use of these dungeons, instead of it being kind of like out in the open and like something on the switch lets you know if you're near in breath of the wild if you're near i i I always turn it off oh you can turn that off dowsing when it tells you like oh a thing is near a thing yeah like the thing is near yeah that little beeping i didn't know you could turn that off to me that's such a like um it's 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 like a modern gaming where like you know like want to hold your hand the whole way yeah they got to give you like like let me figure it out with you know context clues you see, and this is what I like about Elden Ring is that they have that shrine system, but it's kind of hidden. You either got to like look it up on the internet. You know, if you're just trying to find an armor set, that's totally fine because they do hide cool armor sets in these little dungeons, which again, I like. Um, the best thing about Dark Souls, in my opinion, was always finding new gear, finding, think of like a Breath of the Wild when you go to purchase new gear. But instead, this gear's like hidden in the game, like full gear sets in like a chest or on an enemy. So, yeah, that's another thing in RPGs. That just going back to my own experience. Yeah, yeah. I was always weary of buying new stuff at at stores because, like, okay, I might find this in a dungeon. 
let me just save my money and not get it yeah that's the <laughs> that's the beauty of um of the games like like elden ring and breath of the wild um not so much in breath of the wild because the there's a whole system of like durability where which adds to the gameplay in my opinion oh yeah like i i spoke to someone another zelda player and they complain about the master sword how it's not like an infinite use type of weapon and i had to explain to him well that would break the whole game like rechargeable batteries yeah it's like rechargeable batteries but i told him that would essentially break the whole point of like the durability system because i really like how breath of the wild you could get reliant on a weapon and the game would just be like nope you got to change up your fucking strategy now right unless you like go out and find the specific weapons you want and you like grind that out you just pick the set you want and then you're good right Mm -hmm. but i really like picking up the weapons as you go as you fight yeah, that's yeah. my favorite way to play off that game. Off the enemies of, off the corpses of your, of your enemies. In Elden Ring, it's like Dark Souls, where the weapons have stats on it. So mm-hmm. you have to either match the stats, or you could play around with stats in this game. Like, um, imagine in an RPG, you put more, you know, points in the strength, and that'll give you an edge, with like great hammers and stuff yeah like right? two, two-handed swords and stuff yeah well in great swords elden ring you it, it gives more player like choice in in this one in particular in the sense of you could be a strength build with an arcane like magic build and there's like swords that match both attribute requirements that give you bonuses to your attack or whatever mm-hmm. and the freedom it really gives i really appreciate in elden ring and again, I, I will always go back to that sense of player choice to go the offbeaten path to just explore. The thing I don't like with a lot of games, and I'm looking at Ubisoft, looking at you, Ubisoft, they have to spoon feed information to you as a gamer. Like, go there, talk to this guy. Uh, you need to carry this mission to over here. Now, there's games that do that, right? New Vegas other rpgs i would imagine that have like a good user interface i guess that's the term for it but elden ring is kind of uh, minimalist where it really allows you to just discover everything and there's a right amount of letting you know where things are so it's not too confusing it's not too out there so you can't follow but it's not too much where it needs to spoon feed everything you do to walking to I, the best thing about it is at the beginning of Elden Ring there's like literally a tutorial area just like while you're walking and it doesn't even say that part of the area is tutorial there's like messages in Dark Souls and the Soul series where people could leave like a message like a pre-written message for someone else mm-hmm. and that's the only way you find out like that information somebody would put oh something ahead and you would have to put two to two oh this is the tutorial area or whatever but if you don't know that let's say you just don't check out any messages you could accidentally go into the tutorial area without even knowing it and i think that's what i did in elden uh 
Elden Ring when I first played because I saw what I thought was like a main path. Obviously, it was the main path out of the area I was in. But I was like, let me go see this other thing real quick. And only through playing it, I realized I'm in the tutorial area. Mm-hmm. But I like that. Wah, wah. It's not too bad, I think, because it kind of like... I kind of naturally went in there by my own volition and I wasn't told to go there and you could say well you it sucks that like I had to do that tutorial area right but at the same time now I know the difference right so now when I replay it I could just like skip it or whatever I don't think it sucks because no no even if you play all Dark Souls like they may have changed something in this one you want to be prepared yeah that's a good point you brought up yeah this El Souls game is probably the best controlling out of all of them, in my opinion, other than Bloodborne. Bloodborne had unique movement, and it was only on the PlayStation. Uh, PlayStation 4, I believe. And it, so it was capped at like 30 or 60 frames or something, right? But still, even then, had great movement and fun gameplay mechanics with just like the movement and how characters move a certain way. From the outside, I imagine this will sound pretty weird, but Dark Souls, before Bloodborne, Dark Souls, it was the rolling stuff. If, if you know anything about that in Dark Souls, it's always rolling and stuff. Yeah. In Bloodborne, you can roll, but when you're not locked on to a target. Ah, uh, okay. And when you're locked on, your roll gets replaced with like a sidestep. So now... Like Z-targeting. Exactly. But the thing is, even with the targeting, it's still good. You can still move around and change targets really fluently. And the best thing is it matches the speed that you're supposed to play Bloodborne. Dark Souls, uh, OG Dark Souls, sword and shield or a shield of some kind is always the backbone. You'll always be safe if you're a new player going like strength and just grabbing a shield. You're pretty much invulnerable, right? And the game requires you to learn the enemy's movement set and like attack at the right moment. Bloodborne changed that up like crazy. Now you have to be a more of aggressive player. Now the sidestep equals more speed, right? And if you get hit, there's a moment, there's a quick couple frame moment where you can recover your health with every hit. But the whole thing is that the movement in this uh, Elden Soul, uh, Elden Ring game is very tight. It's very good. It's the top of the line right now with everything. The only thing I'll say is a little bit overpowered is there's now jumping, and that's kind of unheard of in the Dark Souls series, right? And the jumping heart attack or heavy attack does crazy amount of damage with no matter like what weapon you're using. So that could be abused a little bit. Other than that, still great movement. And that's very important in a lot of games like this. Like imagine a Breath of the Wild had a, just a slight clunkiness to it in any aspect of its movement, right? It still can feel a little stiff in my opinion though. Just a little bit. Uh, but I'm so used to like, again, Dark Souls and stuff. So there's some games where it's like a little bit more fluid with the animations while link does like the same two-handed same attack patterns with certain weapons yeah i've never played dark souls but i'm definitely trying to snag a ps5 and 
Elden Ring is probably the first game I'm going to get. Yeah, that would be, especially as you said, since it's been pushed back, the Breath of the Wild 2, I believe. Take your time. Just don't fuck it up. Yeah, yeah. Don't be like cyberpunk. Um, but this is a good filler for that, for that need. Because while playing this, I've got reminiscence of like Breath of the Wildness to it. The only thing missing is like floating and climbing. That's it. And you could essentially climb with the horse. You get a horse in this one and you could do like double jumps and you could get into inter interesting areas with that. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's a tough game. It's very tough, I would say. Like, I don't know. This is pretty much one of the hardest Souls games I played, other than, like, Bloodborne. Bloodborne was peak Miyazaki work, in my opinion. But this comes... I would say this is a little bit better than it, just because it's open world this time. It's not so linear. So in the pantheon of dark souls games which you've obsessively played all of them you would say this one is number two which one uh elden ring oh no i'll say it's number one. Oh, yeah hell yeah i would say this is like probably his top work right now and i would say second would probably be sekiro and third would be bloodborne and everything else i mean if you want to get down to it, of course, like Demon Souls or Dark Souls should be like one of the top games because that's one of the originators, right? But I'm going with what I had most fun with. All right, let's talk about something else. Something else? Yeah, I'm talking too much Dark Souls. I have I don't have anything to say. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, let's talk about uh, Chris Brown and the Will Smith situation. Chris Brown? He uh, was involved Chris, too? No, Chris Rock. Chris Rock, yes. Chris Rock. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch the Oscars, but that's all anyone can talk about. No, I didn't see it, but I saw the clip. I saw, the I clip. saw everything, the build up to it and stuff. So the question is, do you think it was staged or? No, no, definitely not staged? staged. Hell no, no. You think, well, the Oscars is probably going to want something like this now because this boosted their ratings, apparently. Yes, the yeah. ratings of every award show from the Oscars to Academy Awards, everything has been in the toilet for the last few years, yeah. especially this year. But this kind of brought it back to life, literally, because some dude smacked another dude, right? For a G.I. Jane joke. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Chris Rock was being insensitive, but he's a fucking comedian. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> like, here's my thing. Here's my take on it. I... Unless it's like legit like hate speech, you know, like some Nazi talk or whatever. Like, yeah, you go up and smack the person or something. Even then, like, unless the other person's being violent of some kind, there's still like the freedom of speech, right? Yeah, Will Smith obviously lost his fucking cool. Yeah, like, he I, obviously lost this, but it just showed that something's kind of wrong, I think, with him right now. I feel like yeah. maybe there's some stress going on or whatever. Yeah. Because, like, the thing is, is that, I mean, I don't really care. They're, like, celebrities. They must be getting, like, criticism left and right all the fucking time. Of course. Right? And the fact that he goes up and does this, like, slap the other dude, like, live on TV, right? And then apparently he said, um... And then... Keep your... I keep my wife's name... Yeah, keep your wife's name out, out of your, your mouth. mouth. Yeah, yeah, out of your effing mouth. And, I don't know, like... I just saw that and I just that was just kind of a sad moment really you know 
I just think like if he would have not said anything and just let it go, no one would have even remembered what Chris Rock said. Or just talk to him in person, like, hey. Look. Oh yeah, just pull him to the side like, and hey, be listen, like, please don't do that again. Yeah, don't do it. Like, be real. And you I'm know? sure Chris Rock would have respected that. Probably would have, right? Then he went on stage and he fucking slapped him. He fucking slapped him. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I again, I don't care what it is. Like the fact that he chose violence, and it's kind of hey, ironic. Exactly. Every like anything he, he talks about or chose violence. Yeah, he stuff. talks about philosophy or something. He says, "I ne- I'm not a man of violence or whatever." And this is why I'm saying there's something probably going on at home, because like in previous interviews he would say like I'm I'm not a man of violence. I'm a man of peace or whatever. I choose non-violent escapades or whatever, you know. It's not until you're in those situations <clears throat> when you know. Yeah. And at the same time, like I, I I can't blame him. Like if if he's seriously in a very stressful situation, he just snapped. It happened. It happens. It's happened to me. Yeah. Like so, it's you know you just if that happens, then apologize. Like I'll own up to it. He did apologize. Did yeah. He? Will Smith did apologize. Like um, I think like the next day or something. Oh, whatever. It's fine. Again, at the end of the day, this is like two rich people having a fight, right? I mean, I mean, you don't even have to put rich into it. It's just like two people who had a disagreement. It just happened to be that they're high celebrities on a freaking, you know, like on a, on a huge show and everyone saw it. Like, you know, on live TV, like you said. One thing I do want to point out is I did agree with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jim Carrey. He was on the Today Show. Jim Carrey. And he spoke about it. Is he dead? Jim Carrey? Yeah. No. The the, the mask? Oh, that's Robin Williams. Yeah, that's Robin Williams, dude. <laughs> he, Sorry. Um, no, Jim Carrey, he... Um, Somebody stop me. He said that Hollywood this just shows how spineless Hollywood is. And the worst, pa- the worst part is, is the... Not what Will Smith did... I mean that started it right but the reaction of the crowd because right after that they they like applauded him and Denzel Washington met up with him and said like good for you and stuff like that and whatnot and again I think this is not good right because again this is slapping a comedian I mean, he's just making I mean, a joke I mean we don't know what Denzel from what I read Denzel was consoling him and telling him you know like this is when the devil can appear and you you know you have to control it or whatever so uh, we don't, like we don't know what conversation they had. Yeah, know? we don't know. But at the end of the day, the audience did applaud, and it is a celebrity audience. I didn't know that. Yeah, but like yeah. I mean, it's the Oscars, right? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, if it's only going to be celebrities. Yeah, celebrities or your or partner or whatever. But the celebrity is the main audience, or like a, or like a, a reporter or whatever. Yeah, but that's my that's why I agree with Jim Carrey, because like. I feel like, and another uh, podcast dude or another, I, I can't remember his name, but he also pointed his, this out, is that... A commentator. Yeah, a commentator of some kind. Um, he pointed out that all everybody in that room has to take shit from Chris Rock. So that's probably like another element to it where they're just finally like, finally somebody like shut this dude up. But that's like the whole point, like... The host is supposed to roast everyone in the crowd. That's that's yeah. been the, the formula for years. But that doesn't mean like they want to take it, 
right? That's funny to us because we're the audience and we can laugh at that, right? But like, but you're like there, and it's supposed to be a jokey thing. But like at the end of the day, you know, you're still getting ripped on. I guess at the end of the day, right? But they're gonna. T but the, my point is, they're probably gonna take that a little bit more seriously than somebody who is not at that level of celebrityism. You know, like celebrity. They're taking it personal. They're yeah, they're taking, taking it, personal. it personally. And you can't take it personal. And they're yeah, and that's the thing. You can't take it personally. And that's it. where I find was the problem is that when they applaud that action, it's that's the really telling of the crowd because they just didn't want to hear this anymore. Imagine, I would imagine if you're at that level, you like have to get dressed up. It's a very serious thing because especially with the Oscars and nominations, there's a lot of like politics behind it. It's not really the best picture that wins. It's like the people who like promote their shit the best. Yeah, it's all bullshit. It's, it's all bullshit. <laughs> but that's what I'm also adding in because it might be that stress plus getting all ready and everything and then you go there you have to look nice you have to act a certain way and then a dude starts ripping on you again yeah. and and again we could say like well it's just a joke and stuff but they're taking it seriously yeah they're taking it seriously but it's like when you're a public figure like that like you should be able to take those hits that's like the part of that job right it's not always gonna be like if you I, I feel like okay like I, I understand like if you take these things too seriously you're not gonna last long yeah I mean we already see I don't know if you notice this but uh Chris Rock's uh next show or venue it went to like forty three dollars a ticket to three hundred and fourteen dollars so he's probably Chris Rock probably this is probably the best thing that could happen to him. I'm sorry. Honestly, think, I'm sorry to think this was honestly just a setup. A setup? I don't know. I feel like it might have been serious for that moment because Will Smith is an actor. He's a great fucking actor. Yeah, but like, I don't think he would want to take all this hate that's coming towards him and him and his wife now. Who cares? Why would he care? Well, I guess he he tries he tries to keeps that image of himself, right? As a celebrity, you want to keep that image of yourself because look what happened with um Johnny Depp's <laughs> wife. To me, that, ex-wife. To me, that just makes him look more human. I I would argue not really. I say he the broke his composure. The crowd there. cheered him on. Yeah, and again, that's a bad and then, thing. And then he still apologized. Okay, so you know, let bygones be bygones. I think it was set up. I think it was just a way to get those ratings up. I don't know. I'm gonna have to disagree with that. Yeah. I really feel like they both he, got paid. I feel like one's getting more recognition than the other one. Chris Rock didn't even lynch he just stood there yeah but that's the thing people want to know he hasn't said anything about it he didn't press any charges either and this is what people are i imagine waiting for he got paid. i don't you see that's got, you're you're or, like, or he said okay you know what chris we're gonna make sure that you have the biggest special you're gonna make a lot of money he just gotta get smacked in the face by will smith i don't know I feel like it's that's all a show. That's too much like 1950s, 70s, like boxing, like you take a hit and drop type of situation. But what has changed? I mean, again, there's the there's the internet now. Think about the the Me Too movement. You say like one sexist thing and then bam, you're like banned from Hollywood. Mm-hmm. 
So that's what I'm trying to add to it is that when, it's the persona. When because they now people ban you. but wait, but people are now looking into Jaden's uh to to his wife now. And I didn't know this. She banged her son's friend. Well, hold on, sorry. Say that one more time? Yeah, yeah. Will Smith's wife mm-hmm. banged her son's best friend. Oh. And I would have never known about that if it wasn't for this that came up. Okay. What does it have to do with anything? Well, a bunch of comedians are calling him Will Cuck. Oh. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. It's now he's going to become like a meme and a joke in himself ever since this one slap. I don't really want to talk about like, like, okay, is it like for sure that she. That she cheated on Will? Yep. Will Cuck. Hashtag Will Cuck Tom Segura, man. And oh yeah, and comedians too. Like Joe Rogan, Tom Segura. They're like going hard on Will Smith and backing up Chris now. So this is this is why I don't think it's one of those elements because I get what you're saying. That's why yeah. he, he's already pissed. He's he already feels like he's being like diminished exactly and especially nowadays with the internet like this is gonna last forever this is never going away this is all such personal shit and it should not be on blast it shouldn't if he would it again this is my point if he just sat there and just not did that it just would have he would have gotten his award made his speech and then like been done with it right no drama no internet like people taking will smith's side and Chris Rock side, right? But it also makes it so much more juicier. I know that's that the bad it. thing about the internet and how our society works now. No, but I'm trying to say, like, it was set up, like, okay, like he already has a reason to like get mad. But that's the thing. I don't think it's when you say set up. I'm thinking they met after, before, and say, hey, slap me when I make a joke about your wife. Yeah, I don't think it really worked out like that. Because uh, think about it like this. If you're on the red carpet, and I would imagine Chris Rock is not telling, giving scripted elements of his jokes, like, oh, I'm going to say this to you, and I'm going to say that to you, right? I mean, look when when uh, Ricky Chavez was on, when he hosted the I Oscars. I was going to mention that. He went blast on everybody. That was definitely not set up. <laughs> exactly, you know? So this is why I kind of don't fall into that element it was set up. Well, because that's different, though. Like, like, like he's not being invited back. Period. Like, yeah, period. But w- will Chris Rock be be bought back and bring Will Smith yes. closer to him? Yes, absolutely. That's what I mean. Is that it's gonna start a bad president? This started a bad president with the um, Oscars because now it's gonna try to sum up that drama esque bet- behind it now because they see this is giving them more ratings. Exactly, but even bad publicity is is, is it's good publicity. publicity. Like, I, I honestly, like, I feel like part of this was set up because it's just like they've been in in the fucking hole so bad, and Hollywood is dying, dude. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it's not just Hollywood; it's the people within it. Because people nowadays they share a lot of things, and we're seeing the insides of Hollywood and seeing how fucked up it is, right? And I think this is just another added measure to this, right? We're, and this is why I bring it back to why I don't think it's a setup because I really think Will Smith is just dealing with a lot of fucking emotions and stress. Maybe, and that yeah. could have just been the moment where he was like, no, not today, right? Because again, that happens, right? Mm-hmm. And he's getting older. 
you know, he's dealing with a like a you know his family stuff, and he's also a Scientologist. I don't know if you know that too. Yeah, he's a him and his wife. They're Scientologists. Okay. Yeah, you see how it just keeps building. This is what I'm talking about. It's just one bad night. And again, if he just sat there and just heard like the GI Jane joke and just let it go, it just would not be an extra element to it. But since it happened, and again, he did apologize, but just the fact that that went down, that accursion went down, it's saved forever on the internet and they will never, it's always going to be behind them, I feel now. I mean, it's easier for me to imagine that it was all fake because I just don't look into it that much. But yeah, yeah. But of course, yeah, you could you. No, but I you could also agree. With, you could empathize with anyone and see why they would have done it. But like, yeah. then are you just like trying to like justify why they did it? I think a good thing. I think now, from here on, now they were gonna try to set up things like that now. That's true. But I don't think it's going to be perfect. Like, they're going to go up to somebody and say, make this joke. I feel like they're just going to push people. Like, go for it. Like, do say whatever you want, like, to anybody. That That's maybe what happened. They, um, they might have told Chris, hey, listen, make sure you rag on his wife because right now he's in a really bad spot. Uh, yeah. Well, I think um, maybe that's, like, one of the first times they've seen each other in a while because she did have hair like before the condition and i imagine chris rock and will smith don't really hang out too often you know so maybe that was like the first time he saw him and just threw that joke out like we're talking about yeah. people that we don't know and we're imagining their lives and what they're yeah thinking yeah, about. yeah just like fuck celebrity life like don't care <laughs> but this is the thing is that it may not care but like look how much of a impact it's causing you know like Census slap, like a lot of news has been overtaken, you know, like reports on other parts of the world or whatever. And it's more about this individual slap. But that's a more comment on like reporting and like in the media and what it chooses to report versus other important things. Like I yeah. would have never known about this if it wasn't on the on fucking the news. news. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about is that this is like overseeding other things. And it's like, this is kind of like why I don't like this. Because it's like, who cares, you know? And the fact that it's being such a big thing, right? If it wasn't famous, it'd, be, it'd literally be like, oh, hey, my friend got really pissed off. He's been having a really bad time. And his other friends had a bad joke and he got mad and he smacked him. You'd be like, okay, who cares? Yeah, like whatever. That's yeah. cool. But then again, like Will Smith is the last person I would expect slapping another dude. But you don't know Will Smith. Yeah, like, I, I know, but, know like, but again, he puts out that persona, and I've seen interviews with him. But that's the whole... He puts that persona out, and that's what I'm talking about. It wrecked that persona of his. It's this... Okay, it's... it's I can't remember what it's called, but it's like... Because publicly, I can't remember the last time he was angry. Like, like that level. People tend to identify more rather like be more sure of what public figures or other people are going to do versus themselves like if i were to say marcus um what would you do in this situation you know would you do this or that you'd be like oh it depends like what would you do if like this was about to happen and you, would you do, oh, i don't know it depends really depend like there's always like this depends like i'm, I'm not sure it depends on the context and you're like you're not too sure well what would what do you think Will Smith would do if this happened? Oh, he would definitely just, you know, like, 
like we have like this image or this idea of like other Will people Smith. not just Will Smith but like in general other people and yeah. like the well, persona, celebrities but that's the thing and I'm saying they want that persona and exactly. that's what I'm saying that it broke that persona yeah for sure but like we really don't know what kind of person he actually is and that's why I'm saying there's shit going on in his household and I think he just snapped that night he just fucking was like I had enough of it yeah that's that's the most likely answer I, I think I, that I is the most likely yeah that he just there's some shit going on with him mentally and he's just angry right but like the way that his wife was looking at him was like what the fuck yeah yeah he was laughing at the joke too he laughed at the joke. Oh, because he was like, oh, And then he probably shit. looked at his wife, and the wife was like, are you really going to let that slide, you know? I don't think so. Because yeah. the way she reacted to him was she wasn't expecting it. She was like, what the fuck? But then again, these are all fucking trained actors. Yeah, they are trained actors. I'm but sorry, at that man, moment, he it. broke it. I mean, you I go- don't believe it. I mean, remember when... Um, Marlon Brando gave up the Oscar and it was that little little feather. Yeah, some some Indian lady came in uh, yeah, and talked you about You got to remember like some only some cheered and most booed and um, that was more real than anything. Yeah, yeah, that was more that's a more real fucking thing to get like talk about, you know what I mean? Like this is the difference between our societies, I feel nowadays. But my point is is that you say they're professional actors and especially that time where they saw themselves as like another level of like people and like have like manners of some kind, right? Where it was more like uh what what's the word? Uh emphasized, right? They had to hold back um John John Wayne the 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 one who shot all cowboy. the cowboy yeah the cowboy they had to hold him back in his seat because apparently he wanted to go up and like push that lady off the off the stage so i really believe that some of these actors they just take themselves way too seriously oh yeah and i think it was just that and a level of like shit going on in his home and he just probably just that that's like the thing about it you know no i mean i think you're probably right it's just I'm so skeptical of any, of any Hollywood anything. stuff. I know it's just like okay, like you guys are already doing terrible. Like you're gonna pull any fucking stunt. Yeah, it's a very Hollywood esque stunt to pull, in my opinion. It's a very they will try to do something because they're like it's like it's it's like fights and, and shootings at the at um at at any award show. Like yeah, and let's be honest too. Like the American like Hollywood in my opinion, is not doing so well in the front of, like, good art films, I guess, you know? In 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 comparison to, like, Korea, like, with the Squid Games and, and Old Boy and, 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 and Train to Busan, um, it, that's, a, that's on Netflix, really good. But they're, they're coming up with these, like, new philosophical-esque films that are not a formula, right? So... I don't know. It's what you said. I think Hollywood is just kind of, it's just dying and it's just trying to find something to be relevant again. Right. And uh, I don't know. There's a lot I want to say, but I I don't know if it's true or not. So I'm not going to mention it. Yeah. Hollywood sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with Jim Carrey. They're spineless. And now they see themselves on this other plane where if he makes joke about me, I'm angry, you know? 
I mean, I'm not saying that with every celebrity. I imagine some celebrities. If 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 Will Smith didn't slap that Chris Rock, like we wouldn't have heard the standing ovation he got for hitting that dude, right? And then everybody's minds would have just been like, oh, they like taking a joke, you know? Well, okay, so okay, so consider this. So apparently, um, when 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 Will Smith was saying, "Oh, keep your name, uh, um, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth," it was censored in the American media. Okay, so why was there a mic on Will Smith? Why would you be able to hear it? It was it was not censored in the Australian one, so they heard it. So that's why yeah. we didn't know what happened. Did you see the distance they were at? I don't know, but why would you be able to hear what Will Smith was saying? Unless they have mics set up around the audience yeah. so you could hear them. The no, they, I think they have a, they have mics set up like in the audience because of their celebrities. You know what I mean? So they'll say something or like, um, I think the biggest thing is when they hug and they try to hear what they say. You know, I think that's the thing. But then again, like um, if you've seen it, they're pretty close to each other. You know, they're like... Will Smith easily got up there. You know, he didn't have to like go over anything. Yeah, he was right. He was just front. right there. Yeah. You know, like it feels like if it just it just looks like it was too easy of a transition. For, it's not like he had to go down the row. Like you're like at a yeah. WWF event. But wait, oh shit! But oh, there's shit. a reason why it was close because he was nominated for um, uh, best actor, I believe, okay. which he okay. won right after slapping him. And I, I think I think one another aspect I wanted to mention on like the internet, another side to it, is um if anyone else if a non celebrity would have smacked another person like that, oh then they would have been in they that's that's yeah. like assault. Of course. Right there. Security would have gotten them and been like, You can't be here, you're causing unrest. Mm -hmm. But since he's Will Smith, he got his award. Well, we'll let it go because, you know, Chris yeah, didn't yeah, say well, anything. Yeah, Chris didn't say anything, you know, whatever, you know. But again, like, it just shows that difference of a celebrity person and just a regular fucking person. Maybe Chris Rock is just trying to get to Dave Chappelle's status. That's that's really what this is. Yeah. I mean, he's getting there now. Now he's probably... Everyone's wondering what his new set of jokes will be. I imagine this is... this. All this did is just give Chris Rock material for his next shows. Because this is gold. This is like go the golden bullet in Goldeneye. <laughs> no, I feel like it's the boost in like a, a video game where it's trying to help you go that way, go that way. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's it's probably a mixture of the both. I, I like but... Chris Rock, don't get me wrong. But no, no, he, like, I think he's really funny. He needs to come with like some good material. Have you seen the last three Netflix specials for... Um... I just said the name. I, I did. I, I did Dave watch Chappelle. some of his. Oh, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Oh, Not um. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't I think it was Sticks and Stones. There was another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I seen that one. I mean, that's gold. You know, that's really funny. But um, no. When I wanted to, I thought you were gonna mention Chris Rock's like newest stuff. I haven't seen. I seen his newest stuff, and it gets. I remember his old stuff. It was hilarious. He. But. I think he's kind of changing up comedy to like a different more personal level right because i think he's he went through some shit while touring with his wife and stuff or or some shit went down between him and his relationship and he spoke about like spoke about everything that was like wrong with that relationship i guess like to to a point where it got really personal you know wow. yeah and 
you know, I was laughing and stuff, but at the same time, there were moments where I was just silent, not because it wasn't funny, but I was like, oh. He was being real. Yeah, he was being real, you know, and I, I kind of like that. I like it shows a more, an extra layer of the comedian, you know? Because again, a comedian is always there to like make people laugh and not to take themselves so seriously. That's how you know you're like pretty much a humble person. If you can laugh at yourself and like not take it personally, right? And even if it's an insulting joke, like you, if you, if you like, have, I mean, I don't know what I'm, I would be thinking at the moment, maybe I'm stressed or something, I wanna say something, right? But for the most part, you just let it go because they have to resort to that. I think, I think um, it depends if there's a malicious intent there. Yeah, yeah. If there's malicious you know, intent. If like someone's making fun of you, but they're doing it like to be a fucking asshole, then it really depends on the situation. Like, yeah. Okay, like, there's you, a point where you need to stand up for yourself. Yeah. Like, do you care about like, man, fuck you, whatever. Or like, you know, or you just let it go, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But if you know you're just being roasted, it's just a joke, then... That's the thing. You gotta... If you know there's gonna be a comedian there, you can't... You can't be... Nothing's off the table, right? But, like, again, there can be comedians who take it too far. I will agree with that, oh, too. Yeah. yeah that, but, again, I don't feel this was something taken to to be taken too far. And the reason why I say that is because if it was like something hurtful, like people would remember that about Chris Rock. You know, they would say, wow, like, like oh, that's that's a low hey. bro. Yeah, that's a really low blow right there. Right. But the fact that it was just such a throwaway joke and I don't even know the joke. Um, he just compared his wife to G.I. Jane. It? Yeah, that's literally a movie to set up. <laughs> you're just, you're like I'm, no that's I'm sticking to I it. don't know man I'm, I'm in the it. camp of believing that celebrities some celebrities either they're so like mentally broken down they just take themselves way too seriously sometimes of course but yeah anyway so what else we're going to talk about today ah oh, man got anything else um there is one more out thing I wanted to talk about the last thing I want to talk about before tonight and that is the fact that Diablo Immortal is coming out oh, what the fuck man what the fuck is going on man <laughs> what world do we live in I would never suspect when I was playing Diablo like the old one um, Diablo Diablo 2 right well, there's a, there's, there was a Diablo 1 but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is Diablo 1 Diablo 2 yeah that's the one I played I would never imagine in my life that it would be on a phone, like a phone game. Honestly, I think games that do that, like I imagine there's some that are really popular and there's a reason why they're doing this, not because they're doing this for the fans or doing this to make money. Cause the, the, the mobile mar gaming market is like the biggest market, right? But I feel it's the same sense of back in the eighties or seventies when you go to actor to TV right it's almost like you're taking a step down from like a tier right that's how i feel with it's that it's like you go from like big box office films to direct to vhs yeah direct to vhs <laughs> or dvd yeah <laughs> anything that fucking steven seagal makes yeah that type of shit who's barking oh no it's just the chair oh good yeah yeah no um actually when that was first announced um 
I'm not sure if that's when it was ported, but or or someone was already doing it. But you can play Diablo, the original Diablo, on your phone. Oh yeah, yeah. On a web app. Well, there's always <laughs> stuff like that, you know, like emulation and whatnot. That was my favorite, man. That was one of my like earliest games. Like my brother and my cousin would just like I remember my brother gave me a copy of Half Life and a copy of Diablo when I was oh, like, those are the too classics. Young. Like here, play this. Okay, cool. <laughs> dude, I didn't though. get in Diablo until like college. That's when I got into oh, it. And again, it was it's a really fun game, but the fact that they're they're just making a mobile game, it just it's like a slap to the face of the fandom. You know, it's almost like this is why I would if someone were to come up to me and say, Oh, what do you think of Diablo? Right? I would say skip it nowadays. Skip it and play Grim Dawn or another Diablo S game that actually likes its fans. <laughs> it's just so it, again, it sucks. It's just so sad that it's just another cash grab. You know, instead of putting money into like an honest of and, and they are making Diablo 4. Hopefully this will be a comeback of form. Cause again, I didn't even think three was that fun. Like I beat three. Like every time I I go back to play three. Any anytime I feel like playing a Diablo game, I always stop before doing the 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 Reaper of Souls DLC because that's the point of the game where I'm just like I had enough. Yeah, it just gets very very like repetitive. The whole game was repetitive. But... Yeah, but Diablo 2's repetitive was like top tier. You know, like I could replay Diablo like 80 times just to look for one rune or or. No, Diablo 2 was yeah fucking best it was the best and i feel like with diablo 3 like it just fucking downgraded itself and i'm afraid 4 is gonna be like that cool looking game but like under the hood it's gonna be empty you know <laughs> like it definitely will be and i it just sucks that it's leaning towards more of that what if miyazaki did diablo 4 it would be a masterpiece <laughs> it would be the top tier diablo but again they're they're two different styles right it's like rock and roll and metal right it's like kind of hard to like transition that but i would but again one of my favorite things is when game designers do something completely different from a game they previously did to me like the original diablo was less about the like the gameplay because literally you're just clicking the whole time yeah click, you're just click, clicking click, 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 and there was click. and you were just walking yeah, literally. But like that was like, isometric view, but it was more so about the atmosphere. Yeah. How it made me feel. Like, I was like a little kid. I must have been like 10 or something or 8. And, and it took place in one castle, right? You just kept going lower and lower. Like, yeah, you started the cathedral, and by like, I think 6 or level 7, it's like you're in the catacombs, and then it's just like, it was always scary. You're like, oh my God, what the fuck? It's just, everything was very dark, and like, yeah. And I always had the map overlay, so it made it even more obscure. It was the feel. It was like a horror movie into a game. Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel about uh, Resident Evil when I first played it. I oh, feel yeah. like Resident Evil was like the perfect horror-esque survival. I mean, it's the originator, yeah. essentially, if I remember. What was your first or, Resident Evil? My first Resident Evil was on the GameCube, the remake. Oh, one or zero? No, uh, no. One. One, one. one. Um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I went back to play the PlayStation 1 just because i was just curious i was like i played the remake let me go back to the original and i didn't of course you go from like a really 
awesome where, where fucking remake to like <laughs> yeah to like fucking squares shooting at each other still but like as like a person who's played games for a long ass time um i see that as like the classics you know it's like the building blocks to the greatness you can that still is, enjoy it yeah you can still enjoy it just because it's a classic right mine was actually a one-off it was code veronica on the dreamcast oh damn you played like the top tier resident evil fucking good that's when like see i wish they took that direction of resident evil like the one you played veronica Veronica. rather than and this is gonna piss a lot of people off if anyone fucking listens to this yeah i (laughs) resident evil 4 is good stop but (laughs) but what came after that? You know what they Be say. honest with yourself. What came after that? I Resident enjoy- Evil 5. I enjoyed 5, but yeah, Six. you're right. You're right. It yeah. Was... And then at 7, they were like, all right, this is this is too much. Yeah, it, it went somewhere else. I agree. <laughs> yeah. No, but I wish they continued with that It started format. to feel more like a... An action game. Yeah, like a, I was going to say Assassin's Creed or something. Yeah, and that's the point because they were just kind of like looking to what was popular. Assassin's Creed series. I mean, it's still going on today obviously but so was resident evil to an extent but they just did the remakes and then did village as long as people keep buying it yeah did you play village i don't know what you're talking about resident evil village i played mercenaries 2 on the on the ds that was a lot of fun oh oh the resident evil mercenaries right yeah oh yeah yeah i remember seeing that that was the only time i really wanted a ds with a double chainsaw oh that's crazy (laughs) That's crazy. But again, it, it just, this is the, the thing I'm talking about, um, comparing like the Resident Evil and Diablo, right? Like Resident Evil, they, it, it like went good, you know, Resident Evil 1, 2, 3, and then Veronica, it, it was like slowly building up to just good, 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 right? Then one game, Diablo 3, like one game just comes in and just fucks it all up. And then it just starts slowly falling down. I like I liked Diablo three. Like I really did enjoy it. It was a lot of fun. If I had never played the first two, then <laughs> Diablo three would have been great. I like how you like, have to like be like if I didn't play the first two. But that's but that's the whole point. It's like it's it's for a different audience in my opinion. Yeah. Well, it's meant to be like for newer people. It's almost like. A, a movie series of some kind where they need to like have the entry point for the new people and like and even at like at higher levels like you still could like build your own like um like your own setup your, your, your like um all the di- all the different things you have set up for a different like play style yeah yeah or when they had those challenges, you know, the, the um Oh yeah, season challenges. Right? Those were yeah. fun. Yeah, those were those kept it going for a little bit. Yeah, but in the end it's just like you're just adding more to something that could have been much much bigger. <laughs> much bigger and better, you know. Could have been and I don't think the um the di- major difference that um isn't like Diablo three the they're they're not like random dungeons, it's always the same ones. Because in Diablo two they're like they're they're like generated. Yeah, you know? procedure, it's like procedure generated. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. that's the word. Yeah, I think Diablo three, what it did change up some things, but for the most part, it was the same layouts. Yeah, same layouts. Yeah. yeah. So once you've seen it, you've seen it all. Yeah, for sure. But um, interesting thing about Diablo three when it first came out, this 
this whole um, and and we talked about it before. The, um, the, yep, it had its own player auction yeah. house thing with real money. That's really and people spent. I remember readings of where people spent shitloads of money to get like a specific sword or a specific armor piece, and they and and they took it out. It got so bad. It unbalanced the game so bad at the beginning because imagine you're starting and like you could just buy all this shit, you know, instead of like working towards it. But I think that really opened up the door for big companies to see, oh, loot boxes, DLC, all this shit. Oh, uh, yeah. Like pay yeah. for it and we'll get you there, you know? Yeah. I wonder what was the first implementation the, of that. Which is probably why the mobile gaming market is so huge. I mean, that and, you know, everyone has a fucking phone. Yeah, yeah, everyone has a phone. And uh, remember when it That's was announced? I never do. I don't play games on my phone, no, on my iPad. I don't, no. Even if the game is there, no thank you. No, yeah. <laughs> I just use my phone for calls and messaging and looking up fucking Reddit. Porn, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Reddit, sorry, Porn's on my computer. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it on my phone because people could just like look at it. And if I have a tab open, it's like, shit, <laughs> fuck, I forgot. <laughs> uh, okay. I think we're running out of steam here. We're running, hitting the hour mark. Yeah. I just want to say one thing. I want to quote the dude that, that, that announced Dia uh, Diablo immortal. What? Don't you all, don't you all have phones? And with that, we bid you good night.